Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How would you like a 15% discount to my daily email, the stack of stuff, the show notes, discounts to the conference, all of that? All you need to do is text the word SHOW to 33777. You'll get the annual subscription with a 15% discount to my daily email. You'll get the stack of stuff, the links to the show notes, discounts to the conference, and so much more. All you have to do is text the word SHOW, S-H-O-W, to 33777. Text SHOW to 33777. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 3. Greetings, conversationalists. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425, should you wish to be on the program. Uh, Very, very happy to have you. Americans for Prosperity has endorsed Nikki Haley's bid for the presidency. I want to spend some time um, giving you my thoughts on the state of play for the other candidates. I mean, look, if the election were held today, Donald Trump would be the Republican nominee. Uh, But we're 45 days from Iowa. He still leads, but he's less than 50 percent. And DeSantis has the endorsement of Kim Reynolds, the governor in Iowa. Um, I, I just so I'll give you my thoughts. I want to hurt people's feelings who are friends of mine. I understand, let me just say out of the gate, I understand AFP's endorsement of Nikki Haley. She is fairly aligned with them on most issues. Uh, AFP is very committed to limited government, very committed to free markets. And I suspect the DeSantis riff on populism of late, trying to Uh, blend his ideas and ideologies with that of Trump probably had a lot to do with them not endorsing him. I have no inside knowledge. I'm on their board of advisors. Uh, I I was not told ahead of time that the endorsement would come. Uh, I I don't know that it it helps. Like in Iowa, I've talked to a couple of people, including some uh, close to the organization, and I think Kim Reynolds' ground game there the governor probably has the best ground game. I I have I, I'm totally fine with AFP getting in. I knew they were going to endorse someone. I didn't know who they were going to endorse. But uh, as far if I were to go out and say who do I think AFP would logically endorse with Nikki Haley having momentum, and she does. As much as DeSantis and others want to attack her and say she doesn't, she has real momentum, and she's more closely aligned ideologically with AFP. It just makes natural sense that that's who they would go with. Now, I'm hearing there's lots of blowback. There are lots of upset people. I'm on email lists. Why do they do this? They could have stayed out of it, blah, 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 blah. They got a right to do it, and they did. I don't know that it helps Haley Um, If anything, DeSantis has been trying to say she's too much of an insider. Look at the billionaire she's been meeting with. 
Um, and now, like, I'm already seeing, and in fact, I, right as I'm coming on air, I've got an email, it looks like, from the DeSantis camp declaring it's DeSantis against the establishment, that the establishment is aligned with Nikki Haley and Donald Trump, and he's taking on the establishment, and aren't you all anti-establishmentarians? I said yesterday, and have to say again, more money has been spent against Ron DeSantis than either for or against any other candidate. And it's remarkable he's still in second place. More money has been spent against Ron DeSantis than either for or against any other candidate. It's remarkable. But also, he hasn't really nationally in the polling had any upward momentum since he got in. A lot of those attack ads against him have worked. <clears throat> and, you know, the downside of – so here's the reality in politics. Um, in politics, when you spend money attacking someone, their negatives go up, but yours do too. So DeSantis is very tied to the Never Back Down Super PAC. So now there's another Super PAC that's been created to help him, and they're going to attack Haley. Uh, and by being distant enough from him and him not tied to them, the hope is that his negatives won't go up while her negatives go up. I, I do have to say I'm a little bit frustrated with the DeSantis people saying, well, Haley's really playing to be vice president for Trump. Uh, that's why that's why she won't attack Trump. Um, no, she's not attacking Trump because here's the reality, and this is actually good news for DeSantis. Let me give you my candid, honest thoughts on the state of play. If Nikki Haley were to drop out tomorrow, she's not going to, but if she did, or if Chris Christie dropped out tomorrow, he's not going to, but if he did, where do their voters go? A good portion of them would probably wind up with Ron DeSantis. The reason is because Nikki Haley and Chris Christie have between them largely consolidated the the never-Trump group of Republican voters, the anti-Trump, the don't-want-Trump, would-prefer-someone-else votes. So their votes would go to someone not named Trump, and if DeSantis was the last man standing, they'd go there. But if DeSantis dropped out, a lot of DeSantis voters would go to Donald Trump. They want someone other than Trump, but they're open to Trump. For all of the disdain some people have for DeSantis sounding too Trumpian, 60% of Donald Trump's voters say they're open to voting for someone else. Do you think Donald Trump's voters who are open to voting for someone else want to vote for someone who sounds contrary to Trump or like Trump? My suspicion is a Donald Trump voter wants someone who likes those policies and sounds kind of like Trump, which means if something happened to Donald Trump, a good portion of his base would float to a Ron DeSantis. So the reality here is that if a DeSantis campaign is wound down, it helps Donald Trump. And literally any other candidate, including Nikki Haley, if she gets out, that helps Ron DeSantis. So you're either helping Trump or you're helping DeSantis. You're, you're, I, I don't know. This, now, if Chris Christie gets out, it helps Nikki Haley, particularly in New Hampshire. The thinking from the campaigns is this. Um, if they can show that Donald Trump is vulnerable, 
then people may rethink his inevitability. There is a thinking behind the scenes in the poli- based on the polling and the research and the focus groups and the on-the-ground efforts that a lot of the support for Donald Trump is an emotional support. What, what is Donald Trump's policy right now? What's, what's his platform? You can't really say. It depends on which day of the week, which time of the day, and which mood he's in to know what he's going to stand for. A lot of his support is about him. It's not about policy. It's about Trump. And a lot of that suggests that actually the support is an emotional connection. It's not actually a connection to the campaign. And therefore, he might be vulnerable when you take that idea and you lay it on top of the idea that 60% of his voters are willing to vote for someone else, you have this idea in the other campaigns, and they very well could be wrong. But you have this idea that the support that Donald Trump has in the polling is actually overstated for the first time. That in the past, it was people too too scared to be proud to vote for Donald Trump. And now it's everybody else who's too scared to admit that, well, we're not for him. We're for someone else, but we don't want to get bullied. So we're going to say it's for him. That That's the thinking that's going on behind the scenes with these other campaigns. And so they really do believe, I mean, they believe it in every fiber of their being that if Donald Trump loses the Iowa caucuses, that it becomes this aha moment of, hey, we can beat Biden, but we don't have to deal with the chaos of Donald Trump. We can go with someone else. And the DeSantis team is really staking their claim on, we win Iowa, we can rebound out of there and shake up New Hampshire. The problem is, this is just me, Ted Cruz won Iowa, and it didn't help him. Rick Santorum won Iowa, and it didn't help him. Mike Huckabee won Iowa, and it didn't help him. So how is it any different for DeSantis? The DeSantis team believes that it's this time is a psychological issue, that with DeSantis— it is showing that Trump is vulnerable in a way people think he's not will cause a rebound effect, and it benefits DeSantis everywhere else. There's there's actually some thought behind that, and there's some polling that suggests that. The Haley campaign has a very similar argument. They doubled down in New Hampshire. Now, a lot of people can win New Hampshire and they rebound and win the presidency. Iowa doesn't necessarily matter. You win Iowa and New Hampshire, you're almost always the nominee. You don't win Iowa, you win New Hampshire. Whoever wins New Hampshire tends to be the nominee. The Haley campaign has invested heavily in New Hampshire. Now, there is some thinking, and some people tell me they're a little concerned Chris Sununu might have endorsed Ron DeSantis, but since AFP has come out for Haley, probably won't. The upside of the AFP endorsement for Haley is she gets an outside group willing to help her and they have some ground operations. The downside is that uh, it doesn't help consolidate the race because, again, if DeSantis gets out, the race consolidates to Trump. If anybody else gets out, the race consolidates towards DeSantis. I I, I personally, as much as I love Nikki uh, and w- would be happy with her as the nominee, I don't see how she brings Trump supporters in her direction. This is why she's not attacking Donald Trump, by the way. The, the, the DeSantis team says, oh, she's just ready to be vice president. No, she's not attacking Trump because right now the polling shows that she's having a hard time getting Trump voters to come her way. If she starts attacking him, they absolutely won't come her way. 
And that's what's going on here. The bellyache over the Haley endorsement, I, I just think is silly and, and childish. She, she's a viable candidate for president. And by the way, uh, to the DeSantis people, you know I love you, and I say nice things about DeSantis, and I've just said all this stuff about he probably has a more viable path than Nikki Haley, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the reality is he's been stagnant in the polling, and she hasn't been. She's been going up, which is one reason her upward momentum led the AAP group to endorse her. She's had the momentum. Now, all that being said, DeSantis has something that Haley doesn't. The Kim Reynolds operation in Iowa. She's the incumbent popular governor of Iowa with a massive ground operation that knows how to turn out votes in caucuses. He's got Bob Vanderplatz, who I I adore that man, Bob Vanderplatz. I just adore that man. And Ron DeSantis has him on board and his ground game operation in Iowa. Bob Vanderplatz has never lost a race in Iowa. And DeSantis has something else, money, money. Haley, though, has the upward momentum. And she's got AFP now. Whether or not AFP has a ground game that can compete against Kim Reynolds, I doubt it in Iowa. In New Hampshire, it might really help her. Uh, Chris Christie, however, in New Hampshire, is a damper on Haley. Chris Christie says he's not getting out. If Chris Christie got out in New Hampshire, that would actually tremendously help Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley might be in a position in New Hampshire to hurt Donald Trump if Chris Christie got out. But Chris Christie is uh, convinced that his uh, throwing the haymakers that he's throwing is helping him in New Hampshire, and he's not going to get out. And that's part of the problem here. This is 2020, or 2016 in repeat. All these candidates think they have a viable path, so they won't get out. It's clear to everybody else they don't have a viable path, but they're not going to get out because they think they do, which only helps Donald Trump. You want to stop Donald Trump? Chris Christie really at this point kind of needs to get out of the race. I, I, I like the guy tremendously. I've had him on the program uh, a lot. We text messages. I like him a ton, but, I mean, Haley has the upward momentum in New Hampshire and now has AFP and might get Chris Sununu's endorsement. Maybe he stays out of it, um, but... I, I don't see how any of this helps Christie, but I see where Christie's numbers are and know enough about his voters that if he got, got out, they probably go to Haley, which puts her in a really competitive position in New Hampshire, while DeSantis is a competitive position in Iowa. Now imagine this, DeSantis wins Iowa, Haley wins New Hampshire. Suddenly it's a free-for-all because Trump becomes very vulnerable after that, but because no one will make any shifts no one will make any moves and no one will drop out. It's all Donald Trump's race to lose. He might, but if I were betting, I would be betting on Trump right now, frankly, because these candidates just can't bring themselves to get out of the race. And these outside groups, they're making credible decisions based on credible data, but it just prevents further consolidation of the race. So right now, as things stand, you're probably going to get Trump. And Democrats, while you're laughing at all this, Trump's kicking your guy's butt in the polling. Think about that one. Guys, if you're a small, mid-sized business, you're struggling with HR issues, you have employees not showing up, or you got to do a termination, you need onboarding of employees, maybe there's a sexual harassment complaint, you want an HR manager. You don't want to be the bad guy with your employees. Bambi can play the role of HR for you. $99 a month, available by phone, email, real-time chat, they do onboardings, terminations, they help your team members get to peak performance, and your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations regardless of which state. 
they're great. Now, they're U.S.-based. They, you got somebody to talk to who's dedicated to your team. They give you access to HR expertise, and they add personal touches. So even though they're outsourced by your company, they really feel like they're a part of your team. That matters. Go to Bambi.com right now. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast. When you sign up, it'll help my show. Bambi.com, B-A-M-B-E-E.com, Bambi.com, Eric Erickson in the podcast tab. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello there, it's Eric Erickson here, the phone number 877-973-7425. Lister Bob just texted or emailed and said, we're cursed with a wealth of candidates. The Democrats have the opposite problem. No kidding. Can I, can I just, I, I want to say something on this real quick. I mentioned this earlier. I hear all the time from Republicans that, oh my gosh, Gavin Newsom would be a formidable candidate. Democrats say this. I hear Republicans say this, that how could Donald Trump beat Gavin Newsom? Easily, easily. Have you been to San Francisco? Have you been to California? This idea that Gavin Newsom is a strong and credible candidate for the presidency, even behind the scenes, Democratic strategists think that's a bunch of hogwash. They're trying to get Gretchen Whitmer in line to be the nominee. If if Joe Biden collapses, they think she's more viable than Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, is not a strong candidate for the presidency. The opposition research on that guy will be a billion miles deep, and Donald Trump will eviscerate him just by talking about California. The rest of the nation does not want to become California, wants nothing to do with California. I just, I don't understand this panic among Republicans, particularly it's the people who really have a like deep dislike of Donald Trump uh, in the Republican Party. They're like, oh my gosh, Gavin Newsom, he'd be so formidable. If Donald, if Joe Biden drops out as Gavin Newsom, he's going to have the money and he's got the looks. It doesn't matter. He's got California around his neck. No, I'm sorry. I, I completely disagree with this, this conventional wisdom that somehow Gavin Newsom is a strong candidate. I'm interested to see his debate with Ron DeSantis. He's a smooth-talking politician for sure, but he's also the governor of a third-world hellhole called California. Now, no disrespect to those of you in California, but you know what I have. California, the crime in L.A. and San Francisco, the way they treat the rural conservative parts of that state, the environmental policies in that state, all of this stuff, no uh, he is not a formidable candidate. Donald Trump would mop the floor with Gavin Newsom. It's just remarkable that people are like, oh, he'd be so. No, 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 he wouldn't. He's the governor of California, a state where more people are leaving than ever before, thanks to his leadership. Now, I got to tell you about Patriot Mobile cell phone service you can use. Get guaranteed great rates using the same cell towers you're probably already using. I mean, you can go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric. Put in your address and zoom straight into your house to see how good the 5G and the data and the voice are. They are good. It's great, great company. And as the business grows, their profits grow. And as the profits grow, they're giving to the conservative causes you care about grow. 
It was designed this way. In fact, a buddy of mine, Chris Wilson, was one of the guys who came up with the idea of Patriot Mobile because the Democrats have been doing this for a while. You move your cell phone service to them, their profits go to the causes you care about. So on the right, Patriot Mobile, they don't work with people on the left. They only work with people on the right. They fund the pro-life movement, the conservative, uh, the, the, the Second Amendment movement, conservative parents battling wokes on school boards. But they need your business to build up their war chest to be able to do it. So go to PatriotMobile.com slash Eric today. Move your cell phone service to them or call them 972-PATRIOT, 100% U.S.-based customer service. 972-PATRIOT, tell them I sent you. Get free activation with my name. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello there. How are you? The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, we do have the Newsom, um, what is it, Newsom DeSantis debate tonight. I'm going to be interested to see how that goes. Uh, now, I, I got I to gotta play you um, a couple of clips here, uh, one of which is Dan Abrams. Dan Abrams is on News Nation, and uh, just, just listen to this. As Israel and Hamas extend that truce for two more days with the promise of more hostages released in exchange for Palestinian prisoners, so many in the media around the world seem to be falsely equating innocent civilians, toddlers, grade schoolers taken hostage, often from or with their parents on October 7th, if those parents are still alive, with the accused and in most cases convicted Palestinian criminals they're being traded for. You see, both the Israeli hostages and the Palestinian prisoners being released are women and children. In the case of the Palestinians, they're teenagers, almost all 16 or older. The comparisons just don't work. No, the comparisons don't work. I have put this off to the end by design. Uh, try not to get my blood pressure back up. My mother said she was listening the other day, and she was afraid I was going to say something I would regret saving, saying. Uh, I, I nearly did. I nearly did. Oh, you know what? I, I um, um, yep, you're right. Uh, my, my, my dear friend Martha Zoller is texting me that the Newsom Hannity thing, Newsom DeSantis thing is tomorrow. I, I, for some reason, I thought it was the 29th, not the 30th. So it's tomorrow. Thank you, Martha, for texting me. Um, okay, I... So, you know, y'all are my confessional. I have a potty mouth when I'm on the golf course. If you play golf, you understand. I have a friend of mine who is a pastor. He's a dear friend. And he tells his son, the golf course is the only acceptable place on the planet to utter profanity. Because he can't play around a golf without dropping some words, and he is a, a man of God. Y'all, I, 
This is a tangent. I know. Just bear with me. There's there's a there's a method to my madness. There's a point. I like to play golf, and I'm a terrible golfer. This is why some of you are so very kind and, and sweet to me, and you reach out and you say, we would love to have you come play golf at our very prestigious, wonderful golf course. And I would love to play at your prestigious, wonderful golf course in Augusta, hint, 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 hint. But I have to say no because I'm a bad golf. I'm a really bad golfer. I've gotten better. There's a guy, uh, his name's Kyle Morris, and he was a police officer, and he got into being a golf pro, and he's he's the guy I take lessons from. And dude is brilliant. He's a young guy, younger than me, up in, uh, he used to be at, at Barnsley uh, Resort up in North Georgia. Now he's at um, Carter, he's at the, what is it, the Country Club up in Cartersville, Georgia. And he's he is a, he's just a, a, a one heck of a golfer. And man, he has helped me more than, I've taken golf lessons from golf pros at some of the nicest courses on the East Coast, and none of them have done for me what Kyle has done for me. Just wonderful. And I'm still bad. I'm a little better, but I'm bad. And three weeks ago, I went out by myself. No, 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 this is not the he played the best hole of his life. game. No, y'all, I played the worst game of golf in my entire life. I mean, there was a point in my life where I couldn't play golf. I got into golf when I was in law school because it was a, a way for me and my friends to do day drinking without guilt. I mean, we go out on the golf course, take some beers, have a good time. Never got good at golf, got great at beer drinking. I finally decided, not when I was a lawyer, but when I was a talk radio show host, that I needed to start getting somewhat decent at golf, in large part because I had a friend named Rush Limbaugh who promised me if I could get below 100, he would play golf with me. And I've been working. I'm bad. Y'all, my handicap is measured in balls lost. Sadly, I did not get there before he passed away. Um, but he would regularly, regularly, uh, routinely grill me on my golf game, and it has always sucked but gotten better. I don't like to play at fancy courses with people I don't know well because I'm a bad golfer. And I have learned in my time of playing golf that when people tell you they're a bad golfer, they tend to actually be an okay golfer. I am a genuinely honest person telling you that I am a bad golf. I'm awful. I'm awful. But I like to play. Typically with a bottle of bourbon and a cigar. But I like to play. Three weeks ago, I had the worst game of golf ever. Y'all, I could have been a double amputee with no arms and played a better round of golf than I played three weeks ago. It was that bad. It was awful. Like, I am sure there are, like, like double amputees who are missing, like, a leg and an arm who could play better than I played three weeks ago. I lost a ball on every single hole and then some. It was horrible. And then last week, my buddy Hugh was texting me. I'm sitting on my front porch after work on a Friday afternoon. The sky is blue. And my wife is taking a nap, and my son is playing Xbox, and my daughter's out spending my money at Barnes & Noble. And he's like, why aren't you on the golf course? I'm on the golf course. You should be on the golf course. And I was like, you know what? Tech with this, I'm going to the golf course. So I went to the golf course. Y'all, I played the best round of golf I have ever played in my life. It is this stupid, awful, terrible, miserable, deviant game. I hate it so much. I played the best round of golf. I birdied more than one hole. I parred three holes, and I birdied two. I mean, I only played nine holes, and I I, I birdied two, and I parred five. I, I played one ball all nine holes. It was the best game of golf I have ever played. I hate this stupid game. Drives me insane, and I'm going to go play this afternoon. This is all to say, I have a potty mouth on the golf course, and if you play golf, you will understand. 
And that is all to say that I generally don't have a potty mouth. But when it comes to this Israel-Palestine stuff, Palestinian-Gaza nonsense, I my mother was right to be praying for me the other day because I could feel the words about to slide off my tongue. Because it is infuriating to, it is infuriating the number of people who the willful, malicious, not the trolls on Twitter. I understand the trolls on Twitter. Y'all know the story. It's 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 captured in Mark 5. In fact, you know what, Ken? You're just going to have to forgive me. I'm reading scripture. <laughs> they went across the lake to the region of the, of the Sea of Galilee. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. Why am I reading in NIV? We got to go to ESV here. Sorry. Um, ESV, y'all just got to go ESV. Trust me on this one. When Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs and no one could bind him anymore, not even chain him, for he had been bound with shackles and chains, but he wrenched the chains apart and he broke the shackles in pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him night and day among the tombs and on the mountains. He always cried out, cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him and crying out with a loud voice, he said, what have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I abjure you by God, do not torment me. For he was saying to him, come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And Jesus asked him, what is your name? He replied, my name is Legion, for we are many. And he begged him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Now a great herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged Jesus, saying, Send us to the pigs, let us enter them. So Jesus gave them permission, and the unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs, and the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned in the sea. Well, they're demons, so they don't die. So what happened next? They invented social media. That's what they did. That explains everything. After these demons, they, they after the pigs drowned, they had to do something. They came up with social media. They said, hey, let's call it Twitter. That explains everything we're dealing with today in the world. And all the, 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 the monstrous clowns on social media who can denounce Israel and, and make fun of the the, the decapitated babies and denying stuff that that's that's where they came from it's my theory anyway all of this is to say i'm the 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 monstrousness of this this past month and a half i i've done very good on this radio program to 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 say a lot of things without saying the stuff to get me in trouble it is nice to have someone like dan abrams who has a TV platform to call out the members of the press for moral equivocation between the Palestinian terrorists let out of prison in Israel and the hostages, the, the Israeli hostages being returned home. I've just, I have lost a lot of respect for people I used to respect who have tried to morally equivocate on this stuff. The woman Israel let out of prison who was the burn victim, she was a burn victim because she tried to blow herself up to kill a bunch of Jews. That, that's why. Yesterday, Hamas presented for the world a 16-year-old boy whose arms were broken. They said 
The 16-year-old boy's arms were broken by the Israelis. The boy himself says the Israeli police, knowing he was going to be released in the hostage deal, they beat him and beat him and beat him repeatedly. They beat him and beat him and beat him until his arm bones shattered. And there he was with casts, full arm casts, because the Israelis had beaten him until his arms shattered. And the media ran the story. And then the Israelis said, wait a second. We have the video of this kid being released from the prison. His arms are perfectly fine. His arm, they're not in casts. They're perfectly fine. And sure enough, the boy's arms were not broken when he was released from prison. So either the casts were on his arms without the arms being broken, or it was Hamas that broke his arms because very clearly the Israelis did not. Now, here's the problem, and this is the thing that infuriates me that the media knows. The correction to the story will get not nearly even half the views of the actual story. The correction never gets noted as much as the first story. And the first story was that the Israelis were so furious they were releasing this boy, who, by the way, had tried to kill a bunch of Israelis at 16, that somehow the Israelis shattered his arm bones, which isn't true at all. It's a lie. And yet it was repeated repeatedly by members of the press who ran the air, ran the interview with the boy. It's infuriating to me, the moral equivalence from evil. I just go back to the thought, and it's not a new thought. I've said it to you people before. I always wondered how the Holocaust, could, how could people let the Holocaust happen? And now to see the last month and a half, oh, it, it's very obvious to me how the Holocaust happened. A whole lot of, of perfectly good people or good intentioned people decided they wanted to turn a blind eye, couldn't bother standing up to evil. And a whole lot of people you thought were good people turn out to be evil people. It's just disgusting to see even this administration, the anti-Semites in this administration. They really, it's not about Israel. It's about Jews. They really hate Jews. How can you hate a Jewish person? Some of the nicest people I know are Jewish people. I, I don't understand the hate for Jews. It really is something that I, I, I don't really understand. I've never met a Jewish person that I dislike. I, I Honestly, I, I can't think of a single person I know who is Jewish that I've ever encountered that I did not just like. I mean, give, give honestly, you know, they say the best comedians come from a position of tragedy. Given the tragedy of the story of the Jewish people, they're all some of the funniest people I know. They all got great senses of humor. You kind of have to. They're wonderful people. And we all love brisket. Let's just be honest. There's there's the brisket angle too. But I mean, come on. It's just it's amazing to me to watch the commentary of the of the hostages being released and the moral equivalence with the murderers or would be murderers who are being released, and that the American press corps should know better and goes along with it, and that there are voices in talk radio who should know better and go along with it, and there are voices in the conservative press who should know better but go along with it. How can you not stand up to evil? I get accused sometimes of selling out. I get accused of things like that. It's what people say. They don't know. I mean, I didn't support Trump in 2016. We had people show up at our house. My kids got beat up at school because I didn't support Trump. 
And I didn't change my views. I'm not going to change my views now. But I'm just, I, I'm stunned by the number of people who lecture you all the time about, oh, hard times. You see the character of people and, and the good people stand up. Well, here we are at this time. And those people have been telling us the good people stand up are some of the shrinking violets who keep their mouths shut. It's just, it's, you learn a lot about people. And the thing that also gets me just, just, and I realize I'm running longer. The, the thing that also gets me on this is the number of people on the other side of the aisle who I so vehemently disagree with so much on everything, and yet they're standing up on the right side of this. John Fetterman, for God's sakes, how am I on the same side as this guy? We disagree on everything, and yet he's been standing boldly. At some point, you have to remind yourself that people you really vehemently dislike in politics, there's sometimes actually you just dislike them because of policy, but their character shines through at moments like this, and you can disagree on a bunch of stuff, but when they're on the side of good against evil and they're willing to stand up against that evil even within their own party, there's got to be some level of good in there. It's just phenomenal to see this shape up. It really, really, y'all, it just boggles my mind, the amount of like uh, moral obfuscation from people I thought were decent human beings and Clearly not. Now, I, I, I mentioned the Haley endorsement earlier, and, and as I said, AFP is a uh, advertiser on this program, and I'm I'm on their advisory board. In fact, I'm going to their conference in January. I've had a long time relationship with AFP, uh, and at the policy level, they do some of the best work in the conservative movement, fighting for free markets and free people. When they say they believe in limited government, they really believe in limited government. They really do believe that a, a free people are the best and that the government helping makes things worse. They do, and, and they stand by it. They fight for it, and I agree with them on this. They would love to have you on their side. They'd love to have you as someone who they give the arguments to for deregulation, for free markets, for free people, and they teach you how to go to your city council or your school board or your state government and advocate for freedom, for school choice, for tax cuts, for deregulation. They have such great arguments, such great data, they make you the smartest person in the room. All you have to do is go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Go sign up with them. You'll be more than, one of more than 4 million activists around the country fighting for free markets and free people. americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson. The phone number, well, it's too late in the day. Um, I will um, not worry about giving you the phone number right now. Um, and I did run long. Uh, that's okay. I, I still got stuff I want to talk about uh, regarding tomorrow night's debate. Uh, DeSantis versus Newsom on Fox News. I'm curious to see what the ratings are going to be on this. And and really, in, in all seriousness, kudos to Sean Hannity for arranging this. Um, he, he's I'm I'm curious to see what questions he asks, and also in particular. So I've done these sorts of things before, where I mean, people know my views and stuff, but I've been uh, willing to have Democrats. Uh, have have open and, and honest and serious conversations and allow them to speak and not just interrupt them. Uh, I, I enjoy doing that, actually. I just want to understand what people think, how people believe. To the extent that we can learn that about Newsom and about uh, DeSantis, that it's not just a petty insult game of tit for tat between the two of them, 
I think that that in and of itself will be worthwhile. We'll learn something. DeSantis is a contender, and Newsom clearly wants to be one. And as much as he says he wants to be a 2028 contender, I really genuinely believe the man really thinks he can set himself up to replace Biden if something happens, if Kamala puts roller skates on the steps or something, that Newsom will get it. it and, you know, this this gets to the, the, the heart of the problem, and that is um, – <laughs> Nobody likes Kamala Harris, including the people in the Biden White House. But how do you get rid of her? She's the vice president of the United States. You got to find somewhere for this woman to go. Uh, she's not going back to the Senate. There's no Supreme Court vacancy. So you got to deal with Kamala Harris. And they don't have a plan to deal with her, which is why Biden is staying in. You get rid of her, then you get rid of him. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.